This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. Before we get to the show today, we actually have something we've never done before. We have a, uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote. Um, it, it, was a, it was a hard uh, thought war, but we decided that we needed to start doing ads now. Because Why was that, Ryan? Why, why do we need to do ads? The biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a, um, a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas. So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his, his beloved cockatoo <laughs> is <laughs> by checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, what is great about Anchor? Oh my god, what's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and you need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms and the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it. Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I write a column for Atwood Magazine every other week that is also called Tunes and Tumblers. But I quickly found that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I invited a couple of friends to sit down with me to help me make drinks and to broadcast our thoughts to the world. And here they are. They are... I'm Pedro, your mixologist. I'm Ryan, your music connoisseur. And we are joined by someone very special today. The songs and albums we love would be nothing without the talented producers, mixers, and engineers behind the board. Our guest today is one of those unsung heroes of the music industry, He's a multi-platinum, Grammy-nominated mixer who's worked with over 600 artists, including Miguel, Frank Ocean, The War on Drugs, and Christine and the Queens. After years of building his reputation and scoring a blockbuster track in Miguel's Skywalker featuring Travis Scott, he's begun to make his way as a producer, working with a number of up-and-comers like Lauren Ruth Ward, Swim, and Aging Actress. We're very fortunate to have landed him before he shoots into the stratosphere of legendary producers. Please welcome David Davis to the pod. Thank you for joining us, David. Hello. Thank you you for coming, man. Thanks for that awesome intro. Oh, yeah, no problem. We tried to uh, (laughs) write something that would uh, do you justice. This is kind of a big one for us. I'm also going to keep the fire extinguisher close by because that resume was fire. Yes. (laughs) And with such a big resume, I doubt we're going to get to it all in this episode, but we're going to do our very best to dive in there. But first, it's been a couple of weeks, and we're going to do that thing that we always do and catch up. Guys, tell me, what have you been listening to recently? Uh, yeah, so let's start the timer. So, um, there. Uh, and have you guys ever heard of Pogo? 
He's like a YouTube yeah. remix artist. Oh yeah. Um, he sort of takes like old movies, like Disney movies, stuff from your childhood, basically, and takes tiny little sound clips and turns them into songs. And it sounds amazing. Together. It is so great, and I've I've listened to a lot of his stuff. Um, and I was going, I've been going back and listening to more of his stuff recently, again. Um, and I just really enjoy it. I think there's something about it that um, I don't know. It kind of it makes you happy, and it's it's sort of it's nostalgic but it's new at the same time which is great um one song in particular that i've really liked lately is called uh boy and bear which in some circles sounds like a friday night but it's a song by him <laughs> using <laughs> clips from a, a winnie the pooh movie oh, wow. uh, <laughs> and it's just it's really good and it's like way it's it's way more it's way dancier than it has any business being um yeah so oh God, <laughs> than oh it has any business being <laughs> Well, so David, what have you been listening to? Me? Yeah. I have been listening to A.A. Bondi. Uh, we were just talking about it a second ago. Um, I think it came out, what, like six months ago? But I'm still kind of like loving that. I love how like lo-fi it is and how it's a complete departure from his older stuff. Um, really inspiring, really cool, really well-themed, great lyrics. Yeah, I, I love that, though, right now. That and like Home Shake, uh, I think his name is Nick Hakim. Right, H A K I. That's right. Yeah, man, that's pretty amazing. Um, Home Shake. What else? Formerly in Mac DeMarco's band, right? Really? Yeah. Was that the? I Maybe. think I'm Home Shake sure. was part of one of your moods the other week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? That's how I, I got it. Was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Home Shake's great. Love mm-hmm. Home Shake. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Awesome. That's great. Yo. So the way this works is that anytime you mention a song or an artist on the podcast, it goes on the accompanying Spotify playlist. So in theory, you can make our listeners listen to whatever the heck you want, even if you just <laughs> drop it randomly in, uh, in conversation. For instance, Shaggy and, uh, and Sting had an album recently, and now you have to listen to that. You are welcome. <laughs> Is that what you've been listening to, Anthony? Well, uh, ever since John brought it up in his episode, like I've I've been just diving into like all of that weird and obscure stuff <laughs> that we got into. That's a really good Uncle Thanksgiving song, the Shaggy and Sting collaboration. <laughs> That's like, also a great like, holiday special name, Uncle's well, Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, you can bring them all together. Like, well, I don't really listen to new music. Well, you go, well, Sting's on the track <laughs> with Shaggy. For your aunt, oh, I like your wine drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're getting to that time uh, where like uh, Shaggy is going to be like aunt's and uncle music, you know? Oh, it already, already, oh, it it already is. is. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. at my aunt's wedding. It was played. Oh my god, dude! Country artists love. I've heard them cover. It wasn't me, you know. A bunch <laughs> of times. It works. It works. It works so well. It works. It really crushes Shaggy. Oh, no. <laughs> um, what about you? Okay, well, you you may or may go ahead. You know, turn that turn that boy over yeah i've been listening to the makeup a group that was active mostly in the 80s in dc ian sinonius is the lead the band and i've been doing that because they're doing two nights at zebulon wednesday and thursday and these guys are sort of kind of a punk funk gospel group is really kind of the way to describe it and they're so much fun one of the best live acts by the time this comes out the show already happened but come see them when they come to town the song i want some is great as is here comes the judge personal favorite of mine i have to listen to this tonight that's just punk funk oh and gospel oh, like wow gospel elements. get you some jesus yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean uh, uh, an alternative to um uh the new kanye record to closed right? on sunday yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep oh awesome does that make it my turn i guess it does Awesome. Well, we're, I've been. We're all doing like really well at getting in, in under the time. By the way, I think it's because this is an unusually <laughs> late night for us, and we just like have all the fire just like sapped from us already. We're just That's very, <laughs> very to the points. I'm ready. Give it to me, Drew. All right. So I've been listening to quite a bit. Uh, Thanksgiving was this past weekend, so I listened to a lot of new stuff, just like driving up and down the five. And um, I've been getting into this uh, this DJ who's kind of an up and comer, just starting to get. Um, fame his uh he goes by elenium but his name oh. is uh nicholas d miller um i first found out about him with uh from his collaboration with john bellion which is um good things fall apart it reminded me a lot of like a 2003 yellow card or a <laughs> blink 182 song but then just with like the the loud production that comes in when the bass drops and i've been listening to the rest of his album ascension and a choice track off of that is in your arms uh featuring ex-ambassadors of all people and 
I really like the trend with DJs now to kind of incorporate elements from the genres of artists that they work with. They don't just bury it with electronic music. It's like, how can we make this a new sound? Mm-hmm. And I like that he does that really well. And I am out of time. Nice. There we go. Well done. Just under the wire. Well done, everybody. All right. Well, uh, David, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, yes. yes. For this drink. Oh, yeah. So to get to the drink, we need to get into the bar. If you don't know, Tunes and Tumblers is a bar. It's our bar that we have opened in Pedro and Ryan's living room. Um, we Highly illegal. Yes. Liquor license pa- uh, pending. <laughs> We're doing our best. But to get in, we have to get past the bouncer, the famed, the invisible Gerald Highwater. Mm. And to do that, we need to show him your ID. Have you brought something for us today to show the bouncer? Yeah. <laughs> it's in my car let me go grab it <laughs> no it's a 20 dollar bill <laughs> just slipping into his palm no really there's no wrong answer here like you we met have... my uh <laughs> you met my girlfriend uh sacajuia <laughs> trying to bribe bribe the bouncer you met uh my aunt susan b anthony yeah <laughs> I think we can get you in. Okay. I forgot it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Gerald's still hung over from Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I don't, he's not even facing the right way. I think we can just, <laughs> he's just eating pie and watching the Irishman over and over. <laughs> I would fire him if he didn't come so cheap. It's, it's kind of funny though. We like showed up first day back at work today and like one of the grips was like, yeah, I had a great time. I watched the Irishman three times. I'm like three times the whole day. My dad did that. though. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yes. Do you do that? <laughs> I oh I don't know. Anyway. All right. Naps, well, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to our bar. Uh it is um you know, you know we're, we're working on it. Uh it's well lit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not ever something you want to say about a dive. <laughs> All the flaws become really evident. Um but let's let's get the ambience going. Um we need to put something on the jukebox. And I think you have quite a bit of music that we can put on the jukebox let's find a place to start ryan where are we going to jump in today well i thought um i thought an interesting point to jump off would be um that the lauren uh, ruth ward cover of white rabbit uh, that was a fascinating uh you know piece of music and it must have been interesting to work on yeah you know really fun. and it's um so that's what we're going to put on in the meantime like anthony said i mean you there's so many things you worked on it was sort of like where do we where can we begin? But That's the, a good one. but it is you know, it's an interesting one. And so, um, yeah, do we want to start talking about that and jump off from there, or how do you want to? Yeah, let's uh, let's just give a little background. Can you talk a little bit before we uh, we get going, just about like how you got involved with the song? Maybe just like what what it was like working on it, kind of like the vibe you were going for. Just any sort of thing to get us really going. Yeah, so I guess me and Lauren met up for coffee over at Ruby's and Diamonds and then went over to the studio where we were going to record it to kind of check it out. And they were saying that, because their whole thing is like to be kind of vintage, but my whole thing is to kind of take vintage or electronic sounds and kind of make them sound big and modern and bassy and wide. So, yeah, they have all these old echo chambers at East West, which is basically like this huge room dedicated to just be a reverb. So you send a signal up to it through a speaker and then these two mics recorded and it goes back. So we had like uh, people just going up there and like doing percussion, like tambourines and all these weird like frog sounds, you know, just what I'm talking about, the little ribbit oh, thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, any kind of like authentic vintage kind of sound that we could get and then brought it in to the session. And... There were like little moments, like if you listen to the very beginning, you can hear Lauren because she's an artist. So she's like got her own, just like she's just like a little soundboard walking around of cool sounds. And I was playing the music through her headphones and she was like, oh, we should use this. She did this like tremolo thing where it goes, some somehow like I was playing music out and then I recorded it back in. That's the whole intro. Oh, wow. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, with her headphones doing this thing. So I just try to kind of like pull from what people are doing and then have it be a part of the song, you know. Nice. Um but yeah, that and then we got Stella to play drums from that band War Paint. Um Wow. Yeah, that was fun. She killed it. A few takes. Yeah. Good times. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's uh super short, which is kind of odd because it's a vintage song. <laughs> you know, it's an old song and now yeah. songs now are like two minutes long, maybe three, maybe. 
our attention spans are so short. Right. I've got a theory about that that we can get into in the discussion, <laughs> but any good discussion needs good lubricant, and that's why we have Pedro here. That's what to, I do. This yes. is what I offer. <laughs> um, yeah, so like you said, uh, White Rabbit is a good place to start, and it was the same for the drink as well. You and I talked a little bit um, uh, for over the last few days, and mm-hmm. uh, we we discussed you know, how, how we were going to be sort of uh, thinking about themes of like growth and transformation in your journey. And also you like Mescal. So that's a good mm. place to start as, <laughs> as well. Um, so yeah. And then thinking about those themes and, you know, white rabbit, the story of Alice in Wonderland, I was like, that's kind of perfect. So let's go with that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a journey, a lot of things change and it gets <laughs> crazy and, you know, uh, there's a lot of growth in it for sure, literally and figuratively. Um, so what we have is some mescal by um it's a brand called Los Hobbies and it's provided by our dear friend and former guest Liz Brownstein. Woo. So shout out to Liz. Um so she provided us with this with this delicious mescal and I've put with it um some coconut water and um coconut like gourmet like cream of coconut Ooh. um in it and some lime Ooh. juice and just sort of like shook that up together and so that gives it like this white opaque hue and its name the white rabbit nice yeah. so ah, so that's cool. where so that's where that is and then so then then there's a couple little extra things going on with it um the first would be that you you also when we when we spoke um I asked you sort of like what you what you would consider to be like your style your what what is a what is a the stamp on your music yeah um and there. you said that to like sort of sum it up what it was like elect like you know electronic meets organic um, and so trying to like put that into a drink and like give it a visual uh, component, I just knew that I wanted lights involved. <laughs> and so I found glow sticks that also um, sort of, they're, they're small, so they kind of make me think of like caterpillars. And so I took a glow <laughs> stick, <laughs> nice. which is in Alice in Wonderland and also wow. like a huge symbol of transformation and growth. Man. So I took the glowing, I took the glowing caterpillar, put it in um, our, uh, a swizzle stick that has like a compartment in it with some cotton candy to make a cocoon. So it's got a light up component, a growth and transformation thing. And it gives a little extra fruitiness um, in there. It's a very tart drink. So yeah, and then to just top it off, I put a tag that says "Drink Me" on it, like that potion that Alice drinks that makes her go super huge. Incredible! Oh, so that's whoa. right. This is the White <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> wow! The only thing that's missing is an eighteen dollar price tag and a feature in Eater Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers, guys! I, I hope you enjoy it. Cheers! Love it. Mm. So, David, thank you again for so joining good. us tonight. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure so far. Um, I want to get a little bit into your background because we've never had um, a mixer, a producer, uh, an engineer in here before. And also, um, some of our listeners might not know the difference between all three roles. Do you think you can give us kind of a background into what each of those positions does? Yeah, the engineer gets yelled at the most. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've seen that happen. Um, I guess production is more like if you're a producer, then you can be the mixer and you can be the engineer too. But if you're engineering, then it's d- more difficult to be the mixer or the producer because people have this idea. Like this happens all the time where I'll just, I'll mix something and it'll be mixed and then I won't label it as like the mix. So someone here was like, man, it's going to sound dope when it's mixed. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know. No, um, yeah, it's true though. It's like that sometimes. So I think like it's more of just like what people start calling you. Like when people start calling you this thing, then you just end up kind of being that. And I don't know. People started calling me a mixer after I did the this this one song, or and then more and more people started being like, "Okay, well you're a mixer now." So I'm like, "All right, I'm a mixer." And now I'm kind of like, "I don't want to be a mixer. <laughs> I want to." I want to make stuff. I want to create things. And so that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, on the more creating side with production. So it's like, I'll come up with an idea or like create something with somebody in the room or somebody will send me something. And then I can sort of like, kind of like reimagine it in a way. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, with engineering, that was just more of like getting all the, the technical stuff sorted out. 
yeah and then there was like some creativity involved but it was more like a treat you know here and there like hey you can play drums you want to play drums on this song i was like oh uh, yeah so, <laughs> yeah that's kind of been how it's been going do you like play everything mm, i play everything but not great but i'm so i'm like pretty good at making it sound good so <laughs> nice is that how it worked on the that miguel song where you did the guitar uh did that was it just sort of like that oh, was you're here you play guitar that like, and, that and the drum thing yeah i was um there's a song called Now, and they were like, man, it'd be dope if it was like, had like a choiry sort of delayed kind of guitar thing, and I just got this delay pedal and an Ebo, so I'm like, well, check this out, this is kind of cool, and then it was like, okay, well, yeah, let's use this, and then they kind of supplemented it with another sample, and nice worked out like that, and the other, the other thing was with drums, I was, I had probably like 40 mics set up on this kit, I'm exaggerating, but like really, it was probably <laughs> 15 for the control room but the producer was out in the live room for this miguel song called harem and i just bought a drum kit so that we didn't have to like rent it or anything we could just have it there and i could practice when we were chilling and we ended up using one of the mics and i got like one take and my headphones were like this the whole time because i didn't it wasn't long enough so here we are and it's like wow multi-million dollar recording studio with all this history like the mamas and the papas have been there we're in there in that room, and I'm just like got one little wire, like dragging my, my, <laughs> about to rip my head off, and that was the one mic and a few takes that ended up making that song. That's so dope. it just kind of happens like that. Is well, that the same? St- Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just technically the engineer, but uh, I had drums. And I was like, I'll just play them. Yeah, that. So was that the same studio where you did White Rabbit, or is that at a different one? It was the same facility, but it was a different studio. So that was oh, in Studio Three, and then Studio Two is like right across the hall, but neighbors though. Gotcha. So White Rabbit cover of a classic Jefferson Airplane song, and like you were saying a little bit earlier, you say that you know you like to take um, vintage and electronic and make it sound bigger. Is that like? W- would you say that that? is what makes a David Davis song or or what does make a David Davis song, if anything? Some kind of blend between lo-fi, like recording just crappy iPhone mics. I do that all the time. I'll just record something with my phone and then text it to myself and put it in the session that way. But like it's coupled with like really expensive, uh, like maybe Moog sounds or something like that. I think it's a good good thing to do like a little bit of both and then have these big scene changes where you're like, okay, I'm in this moment now where everything is like big and full and then it drops out and kind of goes somewhere else where it's like kind of lo-fi and, and crappy. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's good to do big changes like that. It's interesting that you bring that up. Um, on our way up from uh, Thanksgiving, I had made a playlist of some select works of yours and was just going through, sitting with my girlfriend, and she just turns to me. She's like, I like how this guy always starts in kind of like this moody soundscape, and then it just kind of like blooms from there. Like every song seemed to start like in this kind of like dark place and then just kind of veer and 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 become something else. And uh, mm. I think it's... It works really yeah, well with this drink. That. I mean, we're talking about transformation oh, so and growth. Um, <laughs> I try. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, that's, yeah, it's, um, mm. when we were discussing and you were bringing up those as the main themes, it, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Entirely. Um, cause yeah, they do. There's huge, like you said, there's huge scene changes. It does bloom into like something completely different. And then, but it's still like, the, it's, it's still your, like, it's the one song but there's a lot happening in it. And that's always like, that's what makes it so rich for me. Um, this when, is such a great drink. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what makes it like so rich for me is like when you, everything can be so, so unexpected and you can go through this huge roller coaster ride with like, you know, within three minutes. But I love when a song can do that, can take you through this huge journey, you know, all these ups and downs in the span of like three minutes. Me too. Uh, here's something I've always been curious about. Um, what does a relationship between an artist and a producer typically look like? Like, uh, how does, how do creative minds blend? So to speak, you can kind of take this wherever you want. Like I've always just kind of wanted to know like how this works. That's a great question. And I think everyone has their own style that they develop. Like, um, just talking to my friend today, someone he was working with and, uh, he took more of an old school approach where, the first day they didn't even record anything. They just sat down and talked about the lyrics, which was which is pretty old school kind of like 
cool way to look at it. Um, I don't really, I don't really take that approach. I try to like gain as much like, or hold on to mo- as much momentum at the beginning as you can. So it's like, there's all this energy you're just meeting. Like you just, just want to record something and make something as, as quick as we can. Cause it's kind of the first time where we're going to be meeting or making something. So might as well make the best of it. But, um, the artist is always, for me, the artist is always like number one in that, like, cause it's, they're, they're the one that they're putting their name on the line. They're like, they're going out and they're playing it. So like, if they want to keep a loop or something like some kind of crappy bass loop and it's like weird, <laughs> then that's great because that's what they like. And that's, it's their art. I'm just here to like serve that, you know, and make it sound as cool and big as I can, I guess. Um, is it is, is it, it challenging for you to sort of like cuz you're saying you know it's 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 the artist is a really important part of it and you know their contribution oh, to it the soul of is it is it is it like challenging for you to get your own sort of creative uh products in there That's a good, that's a good question yeah it is hard because like uh everyone wants to be right all the time and you you're just not always right so you got to like think about that like um, I guess I just, I just want to be like, well, it would sound better if it was this way, but I don't know. Sometimes it's just not, it's like, you can, uh, man, this really, this mezcal is hitting me, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it's just important to keep energy moving and, and be like, well, let's, let's add this to it. Let's do this. And then just keep trying things. But confidently, you don't want to have a billion options. You want to just be like, we should go with this and this is great. And then kind of trust your instincts with it. So yeah, it is challenging, but that's kind of the the work in it. You know, speaking of old school, I saw on your uh, production list, you've worked, you'd worked with uh, John Cale before. I did one day. That was awesome. That's gotta be talk about an old school guy with a (laughs) unique approach. How is, how is that? You were, so you were an engineer on that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it came out yet or not, but I, th- I think it should be pretty soon. But there, he was so awesome. It had this thing where you, basically you can take a sandbag and you put it on the foot pedal of a piano and it kind of makes this really cool reverb with the harmonics. Ah. So if you have like a guitar or something that you're playing next to it, then it'll ring out in the key of the song. Ideally, if it's like, if it's hitting it just right, you know, it does this cool like, um, if you've ever been to Guitar Center and you, you hear all the guitars vibrating on the wall, the acoustics when someone's playing this big amp, mm-hmm. it's sort of the same thing. So I had this idea. I'm like, man, we should send something. I think it was like a choir. Or, yeah, yeah. The, it was a choir that we were recording. And I'm like, let's have this in the room be the reverb. And then I had this like little doorstop contact mic thing on the piano. And I remember... I didn't think he was into it. I'm like, ah, he's not into this. This is too weird. And I just mentioned it to him like very casually. And then like two hours later after we had recorded everything, he's like, oh, we didn't record the piano. That was the best part. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, man. man. I didn't think you're into it, but ended up like piping it out the live room speakers. And, uh, and then it just kind of hit the piano and made it do its own acoustic thing. It ended up being cleaner and cooler anyway, but sure. Yeah, that was oh, amazing, wow. though. That's Such great. That's dope. John Cale, for folks who, listeners who may not be familiar, a Velvet Underground member, incredible producer, worked with, you know, Jonathan Richmond, tons of rock legends from back in the day on a oh, lot yeah. of influential records. So the more you know, that's incredible. He's he's awesome. So, uh, mm, Mescal's hitting me too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I my <laughs> words are just tripping on their way out. Um so is producing primarily what you're trying to do right now? Is that that and mixing. Just because mixing's kind of fun and it keeps my like keeps my chops up, you know, because that's more customer service based. It, as you go up like engineering, you just have to be like, okay, let's just do this exactly how you want it. Mixing it's kind of like you could be a little more creative and then produ- production you can be super creative. So, it's nice to like I guess be humbled, I guess, like mixing stuff. Plus if it's a band like I love and I'm just pretty good at mixing or people say I am anyway, some, some people, <laughs> then, uh, then yeah, I definitely want to do it if I'm able. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting cause uh, Mostly I, production. 
for for those day ones who remember when I mentioned what I do for a living, um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I do recording and mixing on set, which is a different uh, side of the industry altogether. Mm-hmm. But um, I love music, which is why I'm here, and I love just getting in the studio and just seeing how. Um, people on the other end work uh i one of my clients uh 88 rising they recently did a um a reality show where they brought in a bunch of kids who had won a competition and they paired them with professional songwriters and producers and had them make songs like front front to back it was uh they they started um writing and recording the song then they did a music video and then they took it to like uh the board of the company and then they like voted on who won and then that winner got to perform it live at their music festival wow that's yeah that's it's, it's 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 winner it's gotta nuts. get coffee for the next session <laughs> <laughs> to learn the realities of the business yeah, <laughs> yeah just a uh, school of hard knocks but no it was it was a lot of fun like for a week we just went in there like back to back like watching this next songwriter come in and work with somebody and it was just interesting to see how these like the different types of approaches there was yeah. one producer who would just like sit down and just noodle on the on the um on the keyboard until like someone was like, Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then there was another one who would just sit down and just like write everything out and be like, Okay, you want to do this, you wanna do that, and then like get it all down. And it, it's just it's fun to see that there's no one way to do it. And each right. thing can call for a different thing, right? I mean, like I was looking another thing I, I caught my eye, which I thought was interesting, was on one of the and one of your credits said uh, si- uh, Seinfeld uh, programmer for the war on dr- for the war on drugs, <laughs> and I have to I have to ask about that. Yeah, I mean, okay. It's so funny. Gladly. I mean, what's the deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's good. Uh, well, if it's something you can talk about, of course I can talk I mean, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Everett and Adam Adam is in the war on drugs, the singer, and then Sean Everett is the guy who. Uh, he taught me like a lot, a lot. I remember screen sharing my like laptop with this screen because they had me as like the assistant engineer on that initially. And I was like doing other things here and there, but they had me like running some stuff through tape, like making the patches and doing all the stuff. And Sean was kind of like veering into more of a production role. And then that means for me, then I'm veering more into an engineering role because I'm coming out of the assistant thing. Everyone just kind of moves that way. But what, what got, um, why I said that is because they gave me engineering credit and then it was, uh, it won a Grammy, it won best rock album, but I just felt kind of like I didn't, didn't deserve the engineering role. And basically I feel like the reason they gave me that was because like I set up Seinfeld in the control room because Adam <laughs> loves Seinfeld. So <laughs> I set up my laptop to have Seinfeld like on repeat and then on this own thing. And then we have these like remotes for the PA if we want to turn off the sound or turn it on and off. <laughs> so that's why I put it there. <laughs> that, but what if, you know, you think about it though, like that, like you're saying every project calls for something different. I mean, and if it just means providing the right ambiance, that's a big part of it, right? And that, if that means just throwing on, I mean, yeah, some I, good I, stuff. I definitely know? did my job too. Like I was just kind of like it was like extra credit. <laughs> um, I really, really love that whole thing. Um, I learned a lot, especially from Sean. He's like, yeah, one of the greatest for me, anyway. And uh, yeah, everyone does stuff different. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've got a, no- a lot of non sequitur stories. But <laughs> um, your your Seinfeld story just reminded me of uh, one time I was um, in the studio with August 08 and he was just making beats and uh, like he's just in the studio in, in North Hollywood and he's just got uh, the original Tomb Raider playing as he's creating like these island beats. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is great. I mean, where, wherever your inspiration comes from. Part of uh, Frank's vibe for On Blonde was like having uh, Enchant Orange Seven Samurai, the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That, was, yeah. that was usually up. Oh, there's a big projector at East West, and sometimes I put on uh, Bronson. Is that right? The mustache. Must- yeah. Mustache. Mustache. Tom Hardy. The fighter, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no. a that's a good one. That's oh, a wow. That's intense. Nice. Yeah. That's a Super deep intense. cut. Huh. Um, 
So, I mean, we're kind of coming up on the end of time, unfortunately. Oh, wow. But no, no, no. We got Alrighty. a little bit. I kind of wanted to open the floor to Pedro and Ryan. Um, in the course of research, what David Davis track did you gravitate toward the most and why? I, I'd never really, uh, until now, taken the time to listen to Skywalker, I think. Like, at least a little more, you know, with, with a little more, like, focus. Um, that one. I, I fell in love with it. Whereas before I, I didn't, it, it, I just didn't pay as much attention. And then when I did, and then understanding, you know, a little more about you and like the subtleties of the mix itself, it was, it all like, it hit a lot harder. It hit different. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. yeah, no, that one really, that one really got me. That one was, uh, was crazy because it was mostly just Pro Tools plugins, <laughs> nothing fancy or crazy. And then hey. an echo chamber on that quick to dead the bull, that, that part. <laughs> Whatever um, works, and Miguel man. had like edited it up and some guitar pedals. That's there awesome. it is. What, uh, just a question. Um, when you're going in to work with, you know, these artists who sort of, you know, some of them already have a name for themselves and all that. Is there any kind of preparation you do? It's different every time. Sometimes not. I, I well, I guess I used to be like not knowing is better, but the older I get, the more I'm like, it's nice to know. And, just know what people have done, you know, right? Just because, like, it makes people feel good. Like, right? Like, you guys make me feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It makes me feel awesome. It so helps things come out way better. <laughs> yeah. There is uh, a lot that you can learn just from, like, I guess, or I guess that's not the right way to say it, but intelligence and ignorance. That's the Rick Rubin quote. So if you don't know mm-hmm. what someone's done, then maybe you won't. You act a different way or something. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, interesting. That totally makes right? sense. Huh. Yeah, I <clears throat> the stuff I liked. I don't even know if some of these artists. So you were gracious enough to let us hear some some unreleased stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah. some of my favorite stuff is in is in that batch. So I'm not sure if I can speak oh, to that's it. Awesome. On that's one Mike. of our favorite things, though, is getting to hear stuff no one has yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like swim, all the swim stuff you've done is like fantastic. They're a big favorite. Thanks, so that stood out to me. I love them. And um, so, folks, I mean, keep an ear out. Keep an eye out. Eyes and ears around at all times. For I'm wearing the swim shirt right now. Are you really? Look oh. at that. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. That's a cool one. Yeah. Um, For me, I mean, I don't listen to a whole lot of R&B on my own. And I think like a lot of uh, your more recent stuff on your website kind of opened me up to that. And I really loved uh, Cherry Cola by Kawada. Oh, nice. Um. That one, like, that's just like a whole vibe. That just like kind of gets me in my feelings. Like, I feel like I have to groove a little bit. Just uh, like the guitar that comes in at the end. Like, it's it's got that big sound like you were talking about. Like, uh, that reverb kind of makes the space feel bigger than it is. And kind of like any sort of kind of reverb like that kind of gives me this uh, this feeling of um, ennui. Like, you're kind of look looking at everything through like a... Uh, uh, an Instagram filter from like a long time ago. That's a great and, way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Clarendon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got, got my go-to. <laughs> Mayfair. Nice. Can you think of any abstract like directions, like an artist or someone who's given you and you've done something like that? Like, I want this album to feel like a filter from 2008. <laughs> Like I, I feel like I've, I'm the, I'm the weirdo <laughs> giving those directions. Most of the time. It's like one time someone was like, uh, I wanted to get a VHS tape. And they're like, what's it going to sound like? It's going to sound like this video, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to sound orange. I don't know. I want something I, that breathes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's purple. But it's interesting how music can do that. I mean, uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about um, ambient music that kind of gives you the feeling of synesthesia. Like, you yep. don't know how else to describe it. Like, yeah, this... Uh, this song sounds like fog in a forest or, mm. you know, this song yeah. feels green. Yes, it did. <laughs> it, it did feel green. It's uh, but yeah, I, I love how you can oh. kind of share that feeling with a song, like not just tell people words, but give people specific feelings. Yeah. Is, is that something that you th- think that you try to do with your work? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to make sure that I feel like awesome sitting in front of it when I'm listening to it. Like if I feel and like driving around, uh, if you can drive around to it and you feel cool, it's probably cool. <laughs> like really, it's probably cool. Um, 
if you trust your taste and your instincts, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. Cause everyone's wants to just drive around and play cool music. So it's always hard for people who create to like enjoy their own stuff sometimes too. And they feel yeah. like there's a taboo against that too. Right. That, that yeah. was the whole point of that Aziz Ansari bit where he goes over to Kanye West's house and she's like, and the dude was listening to his own music. <laughs> like, yeah, these <laughs> these beats are tight. <laughs> I do dope shit. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to put on your own like music, like make out music or something. <laughs> like, Check out my CD. Yeah. Uh, I just got a six changer. <laughs> No, I think, but we could, we could all use a little bit of Kanye in that respect. Like just a little more confidence in the work we put out that we don't feel bad listening to it. I mean, if I've created something that makes me want to roll down the windows and just bump it, like that's good. Enjoy that moment. Yeah, enjoy it. It's a good test. Yeah. Yep. And after this, that's like the unspoken part of the the car test. Everyone does the car test is like, listen to how it sounds, but the the audio that you're listening to and like flipping through all the EQs to see if it sounds good in the car. You're kind of seeing, and that this is just me to seeing if it feels good in the car. Cause you do that. You're just, you're kind of passive when you're driving. It's just like, like riding a bike or something. You're not, or at least for me anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not always the most active like driver, I guess. This sounds like I'm just like, yeah, I just sound like a bad driver right now. <laughs> I mean, but that's everybody. I mean, can you really remember your drive here? <laughs> yeah, you're hypnotized when you oh, drive yeah. around Plus, here. it's like uh-huh. the best place to listen to music. You can get so bored driving. And like, yeah. I, that's my favorite place to enjoy music. You just listen to it a little bit differently because you're distracted from, from what a, what's actually going on, like mm-hmm. uh, all the tremolo or whatever, the reverb or whatever it is. So Right. Well, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of our time, but we still have... Just a little bit more to play our favorite game. It's hashtag mood. David, if you'll see in front of you, there is a beautiful work of art uh, that is the centerpiece <laughs> of the bar. Her name is Mrs. Potts. And within Mrs. Potts, we have several pre-written moods. It is our job to each draw one of those moods and to soundtrack them with a playlist of four songs. Without further ado, who would like to go first? Let's mood. I'll go first. Yeah. Pedro will show you how it's done. Okay, my mood, which I think was written by John, <laughs> is Jesus. Um, <laughs> your manager at Burger King has called you by the wrong name for the last time. <laughs> time to give him that speech you've rehearsed for months. That borrows a bit liberally from Braveheart. And quit. Up next, living the Instagram influencer life. What could go wrong? Give us your journey and song. I can't let you wow. give John the credit for that one because I wrote that one. Did you really? Yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. This is a big like two-parter. I really like this. So the first thing is, I mean, it's the last straw. The camel's back has been broken and n- no more tears. Enough is enough by Donna Summer. <laughs> enough is enough. Amazing. I can't go on. Um, and so I'm going to give my big old speech, um, which I have titled, uh, That's Not My Name. By the Ting Tings. Oh, there you go. You call me you call me Stacy, you call me Mary Joe, Lisa, and it's all wrong. It's not my name. Um and then I'm just you know, I'm gonna throw my hat down on the ground, step on it, and I'm gonna walk out of that Burger King, strutting down the street to Haven't You Noticed I'm a Star? Sung by Olivia Olson from Steven Universe. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yep. Can't help it if I make a scene. Gotta um, find that one on Spotify. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram doing my thing at home with my 20 followers and um, <laughs> 20 and rising, 20 and rising. Um, hey, it's been a month, so I think it's doing pretty well. Um, and the one song I can think of, uh, I mean, I'm basically just telling people to look at this photograph. Oh, every, no, time do, ma- every time do I do it, every time I do it, makes me laugh. You dare do it. <laughs> Photograph uh, by Nickelback. Oh <laughs> man, favorite band. Wow, he did it. I did it. Boy, he did it. Boy, he did it. <laughs> so oh, there is your man. mood. Oh, wow. So if anyone wants to follow that up, quite the journey. My gosh. <laughs> I say we pass it to David. Hey. Okay. I don't know who wrote this, but it says uh, you recognize your friend waving at you from across the street. Is it you? <laughs> You recognize your friend waving at you from across the street. You wave back and start crossing to meet them. Halfway across, you realize, oh no, 
that's not your friend. And they're waving to someone behind you. This turn, uh, turn this embarrassing faux pas into a choreographed dance number. That was also me. <laughs> okay, that's think good. Anthony filled the ballot box. Wait, so you said no at first when he first started reading well, it? Well, because I didn't know. I, we've been through so many moods. That's true. I guess we have. Well, I kind of want to change my answer right now. <laughs> uh, one of them. Okay. So the first one is, uh, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I like the Andrew Bell version, the short version. Yes. Uh, and then uh, somebody's watching me, the Rock, Rockwell, right? Oh, Somebody yeah. watching me. Yeah. We had that in trivia. Like we never watched yeah. me, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They weren't watching you. They're watching your friend behind you. <laughs> I uh, feel like someone's watching me. And then I imagine like they'd be like, you know, oh, it's you. It's your friend behind you. And then you just like look down and be like, I want to know what love is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the sadness. Foreigner? Is that a foreigner? Yeah. Wow. I guess so. And then, oh, man. I guess holla back, girl. I mean, come on. Let's step on you, right? Was that... That's all you want. Oh, you nice. but I was torn between that. If there's some way to mash up right side Fred, like I'm too sexy and the holla back girl thing. They seem like they put it on together. Spotify. Yes. Right, I'll try. I'm going to work on it. That's right. That'd be the good thing to dance nice. to. Nice. Yes. Well done, That's, sir. That is a really good booty LA mashup right there. Oh, my God. Yes. We should go to that event. I still never been. <laughs> oh, we should go. Uh, my ex is a dancer there. I'm sure she would be very happy to see us. <laughs> oh, Anthony. Uh, okay. I guess we're going counterclockwise. All right. So um, here we go. Uh, you wake up to discover that two of your credit cards have been maxed out at a local strip club. You don't remember a thing. You've been hustled, bitch. <laughs> Signed, Jennifer Lopez. With this janky-ass heart next to it. Um, I wrote that one. Did you? Did I you? did. I had, just, I had just seen the movie. You've been hustled, bitch. Uh, love it. Okay. Well, um, so I guess for this one, I saw that movie. So I'm not, I don't want to pick any songs that were in it. You know, I don't want to, you know. Thankfully, don't. you pick anything after like 2007 and you're fine. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to set the scene at, at uh, the kind of strip clubs that I go to with E40 sliding down the pole. <laughs> Some Bay Area, some Bay Area magic right there. We go to strip clubs in and the then, A. So, um, uh, I, uh, it seems like in this situation, I'm, you know, you're drifting away. I'm going to go with Enya, sail away. Oh, yeah. um, as I drift into uh, a stupor where I have no idea what's going on. Um, as I wake up out of it and realize what's happened, I think we got to score that with the Ramones. Somebody put something in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after finding out my credit cards have been maxed, um, you know, uh, and my wife finding out about it, I assume I have a wife like in the movie. <laughs> Why um, else would I, I be at a strip club? I got to go with the buddy. I gotta go with the Buddy Knox Rockabilly classic. I think I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, man. That, we're going to end wow. it there. We're going to end it there. <laughs> it got so dark. So <laughs> good. Oh. <laughs> oh man there you have it well done jesus well i guess it's my job to bring up the rear again um so mine says you're going out and need some energy sauce you just got off work from a 12-hour shift all right so energy sauce <laughs> that can mean so many things <laughs> well um i think that we're just going to um talk about what, what i needed today after getting off of work from a 12-hour shift which is what happened today um we're gonna start with uh how i feel just leaving set for the day and it's we shall be free by garth brooks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome boy <laughs> and then we're gonna get right down to business uh how do we get to freedom? Well, it's 40 ounces to freedom mm. by Sublime. Okay. Nice. Well but, done. But we can't stop there. We also need one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer <laughs> by George Thorogood and the Destroyers. <laughs> wow. But, um, oh, man, these 12-hour days have really run me ragged. And there's only one thing to do when the, de when the tequila runs out by Dawes. And that lyric goes, <laughs> oh, we're nice. drinking champagne. Nice. Yeah. Nice, well man. done. There yes. Well done. That's my mood. <laughs> Typical Tuesday evening. <laughs> Typical yeah. Tuesday. It's actually Monday. Oh god. <laughs> I know, right? 
Everyone's looking around like, is it really? That's the most depressing thing I've heard all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gentlemen, that brings us to last call. But before we hit the pavement, anyone got any lingering thoughts uh, about anything we talked about? Hmm. Hmm. What would you say to anyone trying to sort of go into your career path? Me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, you, Drew. Uh, man i would say just work hard and trust your instincts and then work harder and harder and that's really all you can do i guess just be around people who are better than you always at at what you want to be doing try your best to work with your heroes try to like just i guess just hard work is all i all i can really say well Thank you so much for coming in today, David. Thank this has been a great me. one for us. Uh, before we chill, <laughs> before we kick you out, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Yeah, I guess if anybody is listening that has any questions for me, they could hit me up on the site. My site, it's daviddavis.com. Perfect, and, and we will hit that link in the description below. Where are you pointing? I <laughs> just click on the details button everyone and there's like a whole list of sh- just nonsense there you go yeah all right thank you for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast be sure to like the show and atwood on all of our social platforms also please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast it really helps us out a lot Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by the lovely professor-producer Drew Bear Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend, and until next time, cheers! Cheers! Cheers. I don't have my cup anymore. Let's keep that part in. Yeah. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.